Hello there. Hey. And hello to all the eavesdroppers out there. Yeah, hey, welcome everyone. Yeah, welcome. Glad you're with us this week, whatever day of the week it is for you. Yes. And for us too, whatever day. Whatever day it is. Yep. Most definitely. You know, um, recently, I don't know if you get this question a lot since we have been kind of opening and sharing with more family and friends that we have a podcast. We do. We don't really like advertise it a lot. Uh, no, we don't tell too many people. Not that many, but... But people are finding us. So. People are finding us and a, and a few more friends uh, that I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll let them know now at this point. Um, but they've been asking me, like, how is it that you and Jeannie are like doing this? Like you just sit there and talk about death. Uh, right. Pretty much. And then they think you're weird. Right. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> so you just don't put it, you, you just don't put it out there. Yeah, I felt like really a little awkward when I got questioned this because I just, I feel like there's so many people that also have the same interest. Right, but I think, they can't talk about it. I think also because we did have a book, we had an actual book club. Right, we did before um, the pandemic. So it didn't really seem that odd to me that we would do a podcast like this. No. Uh, but then when I got asked, how is it that you can enjoy it? I was like, it is kind of an odd question. Like, how can you enjoy right. listening and reading about I just, what really is like some like a horrifying event? Right, right? it is. But it I is. find it fascinating to like figure out why. Yeah. And also like, I mean, there's been so many different discoveries. Like mm-hmm. we've learned so much like about the fingerprinting and all that. And yeah. And so, taking photos. Yeah. And, yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. I I didn't, um, I was listening to a Netflix documentary, a, a true crime one. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Are there any other? <laughs> and um, it's actually a foreign one. It's called Once Upon a Crime. Uh, it's based in Brazil. Um, so you might need subtitles if anybody's going to be watching this. I don't know if you've seen this one. No, but I do have it in the queue. Okay. So there's a medical examiner. His name is Jorge Pierre, Piera. Not quite sure how to say the last name, so I'm going to go with that with Jorge. But I felt like he had a really great comment, um, even being a medical examiner. (laughs) He had stated that, this is his quote, at least from subtitles. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Loosely translated. Loosely translated. uh, So hopefully it's pretty accurate. But But he said, death is intriguing to us all. The very same thing that initially repulses us, after a certain point, it becomes intriguing. And I kind of thought that was a little accurate. No, I think it is because you think of like um, car wrecks. Mm -hmm. You're always, you know, you know it's horrid. Right. But you still look. Yeah, everyone's still looking. You know. Mm -hmm. So I could see that. I mean, you know, even when there's horrific stuff that happens, people are still wanting to see or, you know. Or know know about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I find it interesting and fascinating. I mean, we... We, we both share yes. that. <laughs> we have that in common. We definitely have that in common. So hopefully that's why you're here eavesdropping with us today, that you also find it intriguing and fascinating. I'm sure they do. Yeah. I just, I thought that was interesting. Just wanted to bring that up. And also, hey, catch Once Upon a Crime if you haven't seen it. Yeah. I, I recommend it. I'm going to be checking it out. Yeah. That was really interesting. We're going to go from that to a totally different thing. We're going to talk about a naked man. Oh, I can't wait. Naked. I like naked men. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're going to New York, Lower East Side. A lot of stuff happens in New York. It is crazy there. It is. <laughs> we're going to July of 1939, though. Oh. Um, 
So we'll we'll see how this is back then. Um, hot. For our, it must have been hot. He was naked. <laughs> <laughs> and by him, I mean Walter. Yeah. Walter Ferguson. He's our naked man. He's about 45 years old. And he's kind of like a husky guy. Yeah. He's like about 180 pounds. He's about six feet tall. I know. I'm bringing up weight. Yep. Have a purpose. It, it does have a purpose with it, this one. It, it comes into play. Other than that, like... Don't really want to talk about weight. Nope. <laughs> he's originally from Detroit, and he's here in New York. He's found himself in hard times. He has no current job. He's actually been unemployed for like nine months at this point. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of sad. It was really sad. Um, although he's unemployed, he does seem quite religious. Um, it was said that he had like a lot of photos and books and pamphlets dealing with religion. Very much. But it, I couldn't find what religion, did you? Uh, no, and that's all I was going to say. I mean, he had a Bible. Right. So. Yeah, I'm not really so sure. So we're going from Catholic, Christian, Presbyterian. I don't know because I don't know what was big at the time. I would say either Christianity or Catholic. Something, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and he was he was having issues. He had a twelve dollar a month rent. Oh man, that'd be amazing. A twelve dollar a month rent. Um, but coming up with that and also money for food, a little difficult. Now might as well have been a million dollars. I think he felt like that, yeah. I'm sure. Um, even though he was considered quiet, sometimes he was actually considered mute. Yeah, which was weird. Mm-hmm. That they described it in that yeah, manner. That they did describe it in that manner. I thought it was yeah, like not just Why a quiet man. Why not just man. like shy or, yeah, you no, know, mute. a loner? So I wonder, uh, would you think like maybe in the area that he lived, if somebody was like approaching him and talking to him, he just would like not, like, n- I take it like he did nothing. Like if you're mute, like you're just, you have nothing to say. I would take it that way, and I think that would explain why he didn't have a job. Yeah. It would be a little hard to get one, you know. But then he would suddenly become like really loud and like start screaming. He right. really flip-flopped. Yeah, it was uh Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hyde kind of deal. Yeah, you either got the mute or you got the screamer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and this didn't really go out very well with the the neighbors in the in the boarding house. In the boarding house that yeah. they lived in. Yeah. Um he was he lived I believe on the third floor. Mm-hmm. Um, he had neighbors on the first floor and obviously on the second floor that this affected. I mean, right. everybody everybody was aware of him. And some people on the fourth floor. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth Schneider, she's 55. She's she's an interesting woman. She is. Um, I felt like she had a really interesting career. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, she was, in, she was like a sideshow and a circus performer. Yeah, I, well, and, uh, I, apparently she was like a famous circus clown. Was she that as yeah, well? I read that oh, and wow. I was like, uh, yeah, so she was, she, she was pretty big in the circus. Yeah. And you know, we've, we've done circus people, uh-huh. circus employees before. Right. And, um, I have, I feel like back in the thirties, I, I can't remember the other guy. I want to say that he was also, he was like in the sixties though. Um, but in small towns, they were pretty famous. Well, you have to think like that was actors. Like, right. They were. They were very famous. I yeah. mean, you know, because that was people's entertainment mm-hmm. then, you know, and they travel and you'd want to go see the strong man or the bearded lady. And yeah. So they were. Yeah. She was, I found like she was pretty well known. Mm-hmm. Um, she was 90 pounds and she was three foot eight inches tall. 
Yep. So this is why the size does matter. Yeah. Um, She also had a little dog named Bessie. Yeah. A little cute thing. A little cute thing. Uh, Elizabeth, she was not working in the circus any longer, though. She was retired. Yeah. And she had a small trust fund that her father had given her that she was living off of. Yeah. And so she actually didn't have to live in the boarding house. Mm -hmm. She chose to because she wanted to be around the other people Mm -hmm. um, because she was living, they said, way below our means. Yeah. You know, so she she could have had a place all to herself and stuff, but she chose to live there. Yeah. Well, kind of resembles like the circus life, right? Like you travel with people like very small quarters. Right. Yeah. Because then, I mean, they would travel in the trucks or, you know, by train. And, and so they were very tight quarters. So that's what she's used to. Well, she's on the fourth floor and Walter, he's on the third floor and it kind of sounded like pretty much beneath her. Yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. He was having an episode. He was. Today is one of uh, Walter's loud screaming days. Um, he just, he was just having a fit. Yeah. Unsure why. Everybody in the complex could hear him. He was making all kinds of weird sounds, nonsense words. They were saying like he was just like babbling. Yeah, he was babbling. He wasn't making any kind of sense. Yeah. Like no. He, he wasn't stringing words together. mm yeah, just everything was coming out. And he was howling. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. <laughs> maybe it had something to do with his religion or something. Maybe. I don't but know. this was getting annoying to Elizabeth. I would think also if he's howling, you know her dog is probably howling too. I mean, this is probably. <laughs> I, I was thinking that when I read that. I was like, oh, too bad somebody didn't note if the dog was howling too. I feel like the dog was. I, I would have to think so. I feel like it was Walter and Bessie both like. Competing. <laughs> or, I, I can't do a howling noise. <laughs> I'm not even attempting. <laughs> but um, Elizabeth decides, you know what? She's going to go down there. She's going to talk to Walter. Like, you kind of need to quiet down. Like, give it a break. Right. And she's done this before. Yeah. Yeah. So this isn't the first time she's gone to his room, you know, knocked on the door. She's yeah. done it before. And he, she seems to be the one in in the house mm-hmm. that's been able to calm him down. Aw. So, so she figured she'd go and do it. I mean, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, she's going down the staircase. She passed Sam. Yep. He's an insurance agent. He also lives there. Yes, he does. In the complex. And um, Sam's kind of there. I mean, I'm sure he's taking note of, you know, Walter having a fit again. Mm, I'm sure. And Elizabeth handling this again. She's going to go take care of the situation. I mean, yeah. I mean, if she's the one that always, like, makes things a little quiet, Mm -hmm. you know, then it's everyone kind of turns to her. I almost felt like she was kind of like the mom of the place. Yeah. That's the impression I got. Well, you know, Elizabeth, she knocks on Walter's door. And are you ready for this one? I'm ready. Oddly enough, he answers it butt naked. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Is it really that odd that he just like opens the door naked in his own apartment? Well, I was thinking that, but I was thinking maybe he thought he was turning into a werewolf or something. So he had to rip off his clothes. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That would make a lot of sense. Right? Doesn't that make sense? Yeah. You rip off your clothes, you're butt naked, you're howling. Right. Yeah, that actually does make a lot of sense yeah. to answer the door 
butt naked. Like what? When you've been howling and screaming. Yeah, you're turning into a werewolf. (laughs) Right? I mean, that's what I thought. Okay, I was thinking he just did it for shock factor. And the reason why is because if she's like half the size of him. (laughs) Right. All right. So he's six foot. She's a little over three foot. You answer the door. Talking into the mic. You're talking into the mic. (laughs) So I thought it was for shock factor. (laughs) Could have been. I'm going with the werewolf theory. I kind of like that one. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, she's annoyed with him, obviously, because here she is once again. He's definitely, he's not happy. No. I mean, he looks right down at her. He's reaches out. He just grabs Elizabeth by the throat and starts choking her. Right. Which is really out of character. Yes. Sam notices this too. This is like very unexpected. Right. And then he slams the door and he locks it. And while while he slammed the door and locked it, Sam actually goes over there to try to get in. Yeah, he did. Um, I'm but, sure he felt this was really out of character as well. Right. I think he knew that there was something really wrong. Yeah. At this point. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I can only just imagine that Sam's like banging on the door trying to like get it open. Yeah, because I'm sure that's not working. When he saw him, he's not thinking anything because, you know, because obviously Walter's not right in the head. Right. Right. And so, you know, this this is an ongoing situation. Mm -hmm. And so he just figured that once he talked to her, then everything would be all good. And yeah, Sam would go to his room and right, you know. Yeah, with Sam not being able to get in and not being able to get into, I, I, I don't know if apartment's the right word, but the room, um, he immediately just goes downstairs to go find a patrolman. Which I found interesting. So they must have just been walking around in the neighborhood and stuff, or did he go outside? Because I think up in the city, they used to have like the phone booths, booths yeah. where you would pick up and you could call, ring the police, and it went straight to the police station. Yeah, I kind of got the impression that it was just like a patrolman that was like just walking, like this is the neighborhood he walked. That's the impression that I got too. Yeah, and that was Campbell. So he went to go get Campbell. Yep. Because he also seemed to just like know immediately who to go get. He wasn't right. like searching for a diff, like a patrolman in general. It sounded like he directly went to go get this patrolman. Right. Like, Which makes me wonder if he's been there before. Yeah. But um, so Campbell and Sam, they go mm-hmm. back up to the room and they can hear Elizabeth through the door. Right. And they're both struggling trying to get into this. They knew she was in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. They can tell from the sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, Campbell does break into the apartment. Or the, should I keep calling it an apartment? It's a room. It's a boarding house. Wow. I oh, mean. I'm so not used to that. <laughs> well, we really don't have boarding houses anymore. Yeah. So he, he does break into the room. Mm-hmm. And Sam and Campbell, right when they're in there, they can see that Walter is strangling Elizabeth. He's drowning her in, they called it a kitchen bathtub. But I just imagine like it's more of like a studio room. So like everything's in there, right? The kitchen, the bed, the bathtub. Right. Yeah, like, everything's just right there. Yeah, it doesn't have its own little individual areas. Um, again, naked. He's, yep. He's doing all this butt naked. Butt naked. And so Campbell and Sam, they try to get Walter to let go. Uh, but he's able to hold off both those men, and he's still drowning Elizabeth at the exact same time. Right. He's got the one hand holding her hand, you know, down, ch- drowning her. Right. Meanwhile, he's fighting off the other two dudes. So he already had a bath ready to go? I guess. Like, 
Was he turning into a werewolf and then getting into a bath? Because maybe he was going to meet his she-wolf. Maybe. Maybe. But, I mean, he had water in there. Right. So he had water. So it it was prepared. I don't think he... And I I mean, don't you kind of picture him, like, hovering over as well? Because, like, the bathtub's on the floor. Yeah, because I was trying to decide if it was a clawfoot tub because of the time frame. Because it's not, like, going to be a bathroom, like, a bathtub like we have now. Because they said, like, she wasn't fully submerged. He's... It had read that she was, like, over the side. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it was, like, like a basin or something, you know, something that you poured the water into. Oh, okay. Instead yeah. of, like, I mean, they did call it a kitchen bathtub, but maybe but I'm bathtub thinking, and my, like, how I'm thinking of the bathtub, like, what you're talking about, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was more like a basin. That's what I was thinking because of her size. Yeah. I mean, she's not going to, you know, be able to be bent over, you know, this and drown. Right. She would. Yeah, because then the basin, water would have to be much higher. Right. But a basin would work. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I think you're spot on with that. Mm-hmm. It must have been more of a basin. She's like len- leaning over it. He's submerging her head into it. Mm-hmm. And then with the other hand, fighting off two men. Right. And then I guess he must have known she was dead at this point. Because then he, like, turned his attention on the men. Well, yeah. I mean, it it gets really serious um, with that. I mean, since the two are not getting anywhere, I mean, you got to love Sam. Sam goes off. He gets more help. Right. He grabs three more patrolmen to come up. And it took him, like, a half hour. It took him a half hour. Um, so they finally get Walter to loosen his grip on Elizabeth. But like you said, at this point, it's too late. She's already, she's gone already. She's gone. At this point, it's more about just getting Walter. Um, And so they kind of felt like maybe they had things kind of in a grip because they do go ahead. The patrol officer goes to arrest Walter. Like they, they, they try to get him, but then he's still, he's still having his, like his moment. He's freaking out. He's screaming. He's yelling. He breaks free from the officer. Yes, he does. He takes a rocking chair. And he hits one of the officers on the head with it. That's number right. one. Yep. This is officer number one. Officer number two. He then takes the table and hits the other officer with that. The officer number three. He actually bit him. He bit his hand. <laughs> and for whatever reason, like, basically, like, knocks that guy out in a way. Then the fourth officer, he tries to strangle Yes. Like all four of these guys are coming at him and he's just like rocking chair, table, I'm going to bite you. I'll strangle you. Again, naked. I know, but you know what? Naked. I, I, I envision, <laughs> and I'll have to say, you know, it's almost like one of the old Batman shows. Yeah. I mean, only because I saw it on TV. They had the movie on. It was from 1966. And I was watching it and, and Jerry's like, what are you watching? I said, Batman. But you know how you describe it? Mm-hmm. It's like, pow. Yeah. Wham. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's actually kind of what I'm picturing. Like one guy and then the other guy and then this guy. Mm-hmm. like, And just a rocking chair and a table and like all these things are flying around. And, um, and it's just not stopping him. I mean, he threw all the furniture and then he's like running around the room with his arms in the air. Like he just doesn't care. I mean, seriously, <laughs> he was running around with his arms, like waving in the air. Right. Um, and knocking everything down, like picture frames and, 
anything that was by him, he's like in a destructive mood. He's just like damaging. Yeah. Bad werewolf. And then it just stopped. Walter just stopped. Like everything stopped. Yeah. Just stopped. His screaming stopped, the yelling. He wasn't breaking anything. He wasn't trying to attack. He just like slumped down and died. I know. Isn't that crazy? The man just died. (laughs) Crazy, right? What? I know. (laughs) What is going on? You know, um, a little side bit was, so when they did the autopsy and stuff, they were trying to say that he had pneumonia, and that's where his superhuman strength came from. Doesn't that make you, like, groggy, like, like, worn down? Yeah, and you can't breathe and stuff. Yeah, but this is what they're trying to say. Yeah, and I'm like, "Mm, didn't we do that one story where the doctors were doling out cocaine and stuff as medicine, Mm -hmm. right? But this sounds more like he was on... PCP or, you know, yeah. I don't know what they would have called it then, but it, I mean, to have that kind of strength to be able to one, hold her down while you're fighting off two guys and, you know, and, and they can't get, you know, they can't take you down. Because during the thirties, especially I would, I would assume that at least, I mean, basing off like photographs and old movies or whatever mm-hmm. with the patrolmen that were like walking the neighborhoods and stuff, they always had like, what do you call the clubs? The Billy club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would think, I mean, it wasn't mentioned, but I'm thinking that when Campbell originally is going after Walter, aren't you using the club? I would think so. Right. I mean, because they're trained how to use it, right? Aren't aren't all of them using it? Right. And like trying to beat him with that, trying to do whatever. Four. Four of them. I mean, four police officers. (laughs) But no, rocking, rocking chairs, tables. That's why I think he he was on something. He had to have been on something. Yeah, it wasn't pneumonia. No, no, I'm thinking he was. He definitely was on, and that would also make sense onto why, after he has this whole like fit of rage, how he just slumps down and then he's just gone. Right. I know it said that he had, like had a heart attack or something. Mm-hmm. I think his heart probably exploded. I'm thinking it did. Yeah, I I I do too. I don't think that you. You can be like that and then just like. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think um, if this was like a regular behavior of his, especially with like being aggressive like that and throwing things like that Mm -hmm. um, for the way that Elizabeth was described, I don't think that she would have just gone there. I don't think she would have been like the mom. No, I don't think so either. So this definitely was really out of character for everything. Mm -hmm. But um yeah, I'm. I'm thinking he had a trip to the doctor, and I don't. Maybe a little. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say morphine, but I also feel like morphine is just like la la. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, it is. Um, speaking from seeing people on it, yeah, I think uh, this is more like cocaine no, and something, right? Yeah, no, there was something there. There was something mixed there. Yeah, I mean, there had to have been for the, for this for the uh, werewolf strength. We're going with that. Yes, we are. <laughs> Walter the werewolf. That's right. The naked man. The naked man. Well, this was like our, our little short story. Yes. Of our naked man. Yes. Um, I did have a little gem. I thought I thought this was a little interesting that I found during this exact same time frame. I know that we normally don't do like chats on serial killers. No. Not yet. I don't know if we will. Um, but we both do find them very interesting. Yes. 
We do. Um, have you ever heard of the Cleveland Torso Murderer? I have not. I hadn't either. I'm not very familiar. No, and I um, thought I was pretty versed on my serial killers, but apparently not. Yeah. I I didn't go into like a lot of depth um, looking into this mm-hmm. um, just because I want to try to find a, somebody else that's done something on this right. <laughs> a true crime podcast or video or I don't know, Netflix or something. But um, I did find it interesting that during this time frame, they thought that they had apprehended the torso murderer. Oh. And they had this guy, the uh, Frank Dozel. Uh, he's about 52. Um, they had arrested him. And mm-hmm. I did a quick search. It shows like there's like 12 victims, probably more. Okay. Um, I just got that off of like, what is it, Wikipedia or whatever on the Cleveland torso murderer. So very generic. I'm not giving you like a lot of information on this. We can all learn together. Yes, we can. But they arrest this guy, Frank. Uh Uh-huh. And um, I found it really interesting. He was never charged because apparently he died of suspicious circumstances in the county jail. Mm. So I would love to know if they ever like confirmed that he was the murderer. Right. Or if there was more torso murders after his apprehension. That's something we'll have to look into. Right? Yeah, because I don't know anything about him. No. I thought that was, like, really interesting, though. Yeah. I thought, oh, you know what? This gives us something to, like, look for. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, with that, if, I would say if anybody ever has any recommendations, you can hit us up on Facebook. Yeah. Instagram. All of it. Yeah. Like, leave a comment. Let yep. us know what you recommend, because um, we're always wanting to, like, check out other other people's stuff, other people's stories that they want to chat about. Yes. We're eavesdroppers as well. We are. So, well, we thank you. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, joining us for another week. Yep. And we'll catch you on the next one. See ya. See you later.